You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Another Tuesday, another podcast. Do you think people would immediately turn that off if we just like kept that energy for 30 seconds? That was like six seconds. I'm a little disappointed because usually you come in with an absolute bang. And right now it's like, well, Tuesday's <laughs> episode. And let's redo this. Today we're going to do top 10 first baseman. This is going to be a sick one. I know. I know. All right. Let, let's redo this. Three, two, one. Tuesday. And we got another great episode for you. Top 10 first baseman. I'm Jack McMullen. He's Peter Apple. Is that a lot better for you? Much uh, better. Perfect. We're going to do top 10 first baseman. This is going to be fun. We are rolling through these top 10s. Might take a break next week. I don't know. We're going to keep you on your toes, and you can just get these top tens when we feel like giving you the top tens. But before we get into that, there was some great baseball this weekend, and the coolest play in Major League Baseball history happened. Yeah. And I'm not talking the Javi Baez bullshit. I'm talking <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. is the coolest dude to ever play sports. <laughs> like, I, the what he coolest. did dude to ever play sports what he did was that home run oh my god that home run by fernando tatis that stare down it was the most graceful play home run call it whatever you want that i've ever seen and to take the lead and he's 22 years old he was born in 1999 and he has the confidence of hey i'm the best shortstop in baseball Say what you want, but I know that he believes that, and you can just tell when he's in the box that the confidence illuminates from him. He's the best shortstop in baseball. I don't, I don't know if there's another argument to be made there. Like, I guess Corey Seager has Most the argument. Talented. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to say best, too, because you've got Seager and you've got Xander Bogarts, uh, Trevor Story. Story. Yeah, but... I, I just don't think there's anybody that can hold a candle to what Tatis is doing right now. And, and this guy is hitting he's home runs. He's freaky, and he's hitting home runs in the biggest situations. It, it feels yeah. like a flip of the switch for him. And he's among the tops in, like, every category. But uh, with Tatis, like, it's just this aura about him where right. you know. And, you know, I'd say the two coolest plays that I've ever seen in baseball are that Tatis home run and the Jose Bautista home run in yeah. the ALDS in the kind of the birth of the bat flip or the birth of the mega bat flip. 
And the difference between Tatis and Bautista was Bautista gave like this mean mug stare off in the distance. Mm-hmm. But Tatis, it was just, oh, damn, I just did that. Like he looked around like that was cool. Like he, he, didn't, he, didn't he was almost about. amazed by his own ability. Because when you, when you watched him, he didn't mean mug at all. No. It was just a blank expression of, oh, my God, that ball is going 450 feet. Yeah. No doubt about it. It was, it was so graceful. I can't, I can't understate the amount of grace that is involved in his game. The only thing with Tatis right now, defense is not great. But he will improve. Obviously, yeah. he'll improve. But the defense, easily the best offensive shortstop right now. Maybe Xander Bogarts is in that conversation as well. But defense, we need to pick it up a little bit. But he'll be fine in the end. But to start the season, it just hasn't been great. He'll be fine. He's he's the Steph Curry of baseball. I've exactly. I've He'll said that. I said that on Friday, I think, and I'll say it like again. That. I'll say it every time. He's the Steph Curry of baseball. But how about the Padres taking two of three from the Astros? You have San Francisco taking three of four from the LA Dodgers. I mean, what's yeah, the, the deal right now? The Giants outscored the Dodgers twenty-seven and nineteen over those games, and I, I was watching. They look good. I don't know how they do it. You got Brandon Crawford, you got Posey, you got Marcio Dubon, who's such a good second baseman. Yeah. They just, they're the San Francisco Giants, and it's an odd year. So maybe that adds to the element a little bit. No, even years are the years that they go with it. 10, 12, and 14. Yeah, even year voodoo. I'm an idiot. My bad. (laughs) All good. But, I mean, they're doing it in an odd year. So, So, I mean... I hosted the TikTok live yesterday. We're releasing on Tuesday. We record on Monday night. I hosted the TikTok earlier today, and and there were a couple of comments. Where's Peter? So even though um, you may think you're an idiot, and I think (laughs) you're an idiot, some people like you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And the gambling picks, um, I get a lot. I get some hate in the comments. You know, when I lose on occasion, but we've been really hot lately. 106 and 75, winning at a 59% win rate. The only problem is today we're recording on a Monday. Happy Memorial Day, by the way. Yep. Brewers, I bet the spread. They won but didn't cover when I hate when that happens. And then we got the A's, who I bet on, losing in extra innings. So we're not off to a good start. And we're very hoping that the Mets versus Diamondbacks game goes under 7.5 with DeGrom on the mound. I just really hope I don't go 0-3 because I just look like such a moron when I do that. Yeah, and uh, I think it's I think it's a sterling case of what have you done for me lately? And exactly. the answer is the answer is nothing right now. The answer so is nothing. <laughs> you you better hope that Merrill Kelly shows up and puts his dick on the table. I hope so so bad. But the Mets offense right now, there's nobody in that lineup. There's yeah. nobody in that lineup. It's I know. I mean, it's Dom Smith and it's Pete Alonso and it's Lindor, and then outside of that, the rest of the team is injured. Yeah, but like, is Pete Alonso that good? And that kind of takes us into our first baseman conversation. But before that, you saw a great college baseball series. Uh, I guess you were doing some baseball work, but also you were just watching your friend and I guess friend of the program, Dustin Demeter, play for the University of Hawaii, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. And Cal Poly is kind of turning into a pro ball factory and and Hawaii has a couple of pro ball players as well. So I don't know what jumped out watching college baseball before the regionals get going on Friday. By the way, if you're not watching this new branded squeeze play, which used to be bases loaded for the regionals, Mm -hmm. you're not watching baseball correctly. Don't watch (laughs) Major League Baseball this coming weekend. Watch college baseball squeeze play. Get all the action from all the regionals. It's going to be I'm going to be in hog heaven Friday, Saturday, Sunday with these regionals. 
So Cal Poly sweeped Hawaii, even okay. though my boy Dustin Deminer is was DHing for Hawaii. Um, he ended the season leading the team in home runs, in RBIs, and batting average. His you last college crowd? game ever went two for four. Just fantastic out there. But there was one guy on Cal Poly that really stood out to me. His name is Brooks Lee. He's the shortstop for Cal Poly. He's a COVID freshman, so he's a year removed. He's a guy who turned down. <clears throat> he's a guy who turned down three million dollars signing bonus out of high school to go play for his dad at Cal Poly, and he is absolutely the real deal. This is a switch hitting shortstop. He set the doubles record in the, in this season for Cal Poly, and this is a like you said a pro baseball factories somewhat. Yep. Ozzy Smith went there. Mitch Hanniger went there. Spencer Howard went there. So he's competing against guys like that, and he said it as a once-removed freshman. Redshirt freshman, pretty much. Redshirt freshman. He is absolutely the real deal. We were talking to scouts behind the plate. And then in our Just Baseball chat, people are saying he might go 1-1 the year that he's eligible. He's unbelievable. Now, I haven't looked into the COVID rules. Could that be next year? Because that would technically be three years of college. I think it technically would be. But I don't know if he goes out that year. Yeah, I think the official language is three years removed from high school baseball if you do go the D1 route. That makes sense. So, And I, so if he would, he's, he's that good. I mean, from the left side, he's it. hitting doubles. Then he switches over to the right side, he's hitting doubles. There was also a lefty that I really liked who had fastball, slider, sinker, cutter for Cal Poly. He was a starter on the Saturday game. And then um, Cade Holomanu was also really good up to 94, 95. Just okay. good stuff. Really good changeup. Can you give me a quick comp on this Brooks Lee cat? Great question. Switch hitting shortstop. What's his build? I don't, I don't really care about the switch hitter right now. That's great. But like, is his build more of a Correa type? Is it a Mondesi type? Like what's, what's he built like? He's built like a brick shithouse. That's how he's built. Like he's built like he's, he's, he looks like he's made out of bricks. He's, and and this is just judging from, from looking, he looks about six foot. He's probably 200 pounds. I don't know if he's going to stick at shortstop, but the bat will play wherever. Is he like Bregman? Sorta. I mean, Bregman at Louis or LSU. I'm thinking about Henry Davis, maybe going number one. Uh, Bregman at LSU, I think was a little bit better of a hitter, but it's that kind of mold. If if Bregman ended up being a switch hitter, I don't know if Brooks Lee will hit for the type of average that maybe a Bregman might. Yeah. But I think the power is there and the doubles are there. I mean, he's hitting 350 right now. I'm trying to figure out who this is. And I just don't know, like if that person exists. Really? There's not that great of a comp form in the major leagues right now. Yeah, interesting. Okay. And when there isn't, maybe that means he's going to be really good. Yeah, who knows, right? You want to get into our first baseman conversation? This is going to be a good one. And I initially thought that first base was going to be one of those weaker spots because, you know, it's it's not a glamour position. And when you think, oh, where where's a really deep position? You think shortstop, third base, and then you also think the outfielders, right? Corner outfield positions. But first base, I mean, sneaky deep really deep and it's good it's just loaded with guys who are also playing really well right now so that's why it's kind of hard to make this list and of these lists how we judge them is we look at your track record but it's mostly based off 2021 
So you might see a guy like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., even though he's maybe having the best offensive season, he might not get that number one spot because there's obvious candidates who have been doing it a little bit longer. But we will boost up Vladdy due to the fact that he is having such a good 2021 season. Right. And we're also going to keep a guy like Paul Goldschmidt in the top 10, even though statistically he's not really a top 10 first baseman right now when, 100%. when you just take a look at the numbers because his track record says that he's going to get back to perennial all-star caliber, even though he's Definitely. in his low to mid thirties. Um, so it's kind of a blend of both right away, just so we can quell the TikTok hate. Uh, two guys that would absolutely be in this top 10 that we are not deeming true first basemen will be left off this list. If they were true first basemen, and by the end of the year, if the situation holds and Jared Walsh and Anaheim is the everyday first baseman and DJ LeMayhew is the everyday first baseman for for the Yankees, like these guys will both be top 10 first basemen. If we put together this list, valuing them as true first basemen, they would be top 10. So Jared Walsh, DJ LeMayhew will not be on this list, but they're both really good at baseball. I think we have to put DJ LeMayhew in our second base column. I think that's kind of where he should, think so. should play, even though he plays everywhere for the Yankees. And with Void out, he's playing a lot of first base, but he's, like you said, not a true first baseman. And then Jared Walsh, you know, it looks like, especially with Pujols being DFA'd earlier, it, like he is the answer at first, but I think we're a little bit too early to see whether he is a corner outfielder when Justin Upton, um, you know, regresses. Uh, yeah. or, you know, if he, if he sticks at first. So we'll see about that. Now, how about the honorable mentions? I like it. But Jared Walsh, I, we just got to shout him out for a second. Yeah, he's for sure. 310 right now. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. He's, he's really, really good. good. Like those he bats. 12 bombs, 370 on base percentage. He rakes. When healthy, those bats in Anaheim are so good. Trout, Rendon, Walsh, Otani, of course. How about David Fletcher? How about Upton when he's hitting well? Like, I mean, they've got options. Problem is, like, the, the pitching sucks. The pitching is so bad. And we they still have Brandon Marsh just sitting in that system waiting for a shot. He's going to be really good, too. Yeah. And then I don't know really what's happening with Joe Adele right now, but he's still there, too. I see a tweet from MLB Pipeline every night. Joe Adele hits one to the stratosphere, right? Like, I mean, what's these guys happening? are all good, but they just don't win games. And it's, I, I mean, Trout's still out. It's unfortunate. Right. I, I think you have to bring Adele back up at some point very right. soon. So or trade one of these outfielders for a legit starting pitcher. You have yeah. you have so many. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh okay, let's go honorable mentions. So let's these are the guys that are just missing the cut, some a little bit closer to the cut than others. And uh, that's for you to decide who's close like to the cut and not. Just a quick blast on on how their 2021's going with these honorable mentions. Eric Hosmer with the San Diego Padres. Dude does not miss games, and he's back hitting the ball like he should. He won't ever be worth the money that he signed for in San Diego, but you know what? He's solid, and he's on one of the best teams in baseball, if not the best team in baseball right now. Jesus Aguilar with the Miami Marlins. He's just driving in a bunch of runs, and this is a guy that is super strong and super powerful. Pete Alonso, what do you think about him? I think he's developing into that classic average major league hitter just with a ton of power it's probably and when i say that the league average is around 235 that's probably where he'll sit in average the league average is about 25 percent strikeout rate that's probably closer to where he'll sit in the strikeout rate 
And it's just if the power is going to be there or not. I, I think it is. I think 30 to 40 home runs is very reasonable and has the ability to hit more. Yeah. But you, we have to put him in the conversation just because of his potential to right. hit for that kind of power. Six but homers again, right now. He just, sometimes he just strikes out all the time and, yeah. and seems kind of unwatchable. Yeah, six homers right now is not is not. No, it's cut not it. cutting it. Luke Voigt, I mean, he would totally be in this top 10 list if he wasn't totally. hurt. So yeah. I don't think we have to spend much time on Voigt. Carlos Santana, I want to shout out Carlos Santana. There are three guys with more walks than strikeouts since the start of 2018. I just saw this on ESPN's telecast of Royals Pirates, actually. And Royals Pirates, not a good game to have primetime ESPN on Monday night. <laughs> not but at all. This trio of people calling it Dan Schulman, Doug Lanville, Jeff Passan, um, who's at the ballpark. Oh, you cannot get better than that. Doug Glanville is fantastic. Glanville's I mean, Passon is obviously amazing, but I love the way Doug calls the game. I yeah. He's great. I, 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 I think he should be in the booth way more often than he is. Agreed. And Dan Schulman, I love Dan Schulman. I mean, he's, he's a fantastic. Legend. He's a legend. Um, yeah, so Carlos Santana, per this ESPN telecast, only three guys that have more walks than strikeouts since the start of 2018 among qualified players. It's Santana. Alex Bregman, of course, and Luisa Rice. I had no idea that Santana was going to be in there, but kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Right. One more guy that I do want to shout out right now, Paven Smith with the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks. He was a stud at Virginia, goes first round as a first baseman. He can be a 300 hitter for his entire career like he is right now, and he's, he's driving in some runs in the desert right now. The hit tool with Paven is for real. He's on my fantasy team, which I'm very excited about, but there it, another – Another reason why he may not ever make the top 10 first baseman is because he plays just a lot of outfield too. Yeah. So we might see him later in our outfield rankings, but it was important to shout him out because he does play a lot of first base for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, and he is that true first baseman that also hops in the outfield sometimes versus exactly. Jared Walsh, who is a first baseman, but also plays a lot of outfield too. Very so. similar. Who do you like better? I like Walsh. Um, I do too. I, but it's close. I think it's close. I think people don't sleep on Paven Smith. He's good. Don't the sleep Arizona on Diamondbacks. Just have some hitters. I mean, yep. yeah, but they suck. They have David Peralta. They have Cattell Marte. I mean, they're not good, but they have some guys. And yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see who they sell, especially if Cattell Marte is on the open market. He's going to be a big fish. Yeah. And they've got some guys coming up in the system. Christian Robinson, or a yeah. really good bat. Um, they got rid of Corbin Carroll, right? I don't know. They got a couple of Midwest guys that are, that are really solid in the outfield. Seth Beer and Alec Thomas are both very good. Um, it I like sucks that Zach Gallant went down with an injury. It sucks. It really yeah. sucks. Because he was so good. I mean, he is so good. And he's going to be so good when he comes back. But in the meantime, they're without really any pitching. Yeah. Outside of Bumgarner. But we, we know with Bumgarner, a little bit inconsistent right now. And maybe Merrill Kelly. I don't know. Under seven and a half, please. Yeah. <laughs> Under. Show up tonight, Merrill Kelly. Show up, Merrill Kelly. Shall we top 10? Let's top 10. We start with number 10, and it's the Philadelphia Phillies first baseman. It's Reese Hoskins. There are only two first basemen in Major League Baseball that have 10 or more doubles and 10 or more home runs. Matt Olson, so stay tuned, and Reese Hoskins. 
Hoskins is slugging 620 on fastballs, which he's still seeing around 60% of the time. It makes no sense. If you're hitting that well, don't throw this MF for fastballs. And yet they do. Uh, He's flown under the radar his entire career. Like he's always been one of those sneaky bats that is, huh, that's a very solid guy to have on my fantasy team. Or if I'm just playing around on MLB The Show, that's a very fun guy to, to get there. He is a Scott Boris guy, so when, when the money talks, he's going to get some money in arbitration. He's going to get some money in the open market when he hits it when he's 31. Like This guy is a very solid power bat, and oh, by the way, he's pretty decent defensively. Reese Hoskins is such a model of consistency for Reese Hoskins. Yeah, You expect every year for him to hit between 250 to 265 you know, in that range, get you 30 home runs. Get you 90 to 100 RBIs, play solid defense. It's the most, and it seems like that because if you look it up and down his stats, he delivers that every single year with no blips ever. And that is so important to have on your team when you know that you can just lock in 250 to 265, 30 to 35 bombs, 90 to 100 RBIs. It's so valuable for a team. That's why he has to make the top 10. You never worry about him and you never worry about this next guy too. The number nine first baseman in baseball is Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs. Rizzo plays at a level of consistency similar to Reese Hoskins that every team has to desire. He is a bona fide leader. He gets on base at a really high clip, especially this year around 370. He's a guy that walks as much as he strikes out. I love his two strike approach. But he's also a wizard in the field. He's second among all first basemen in outs above average with three. And I think the only reason he's ranking a little bit lower this season is the power is starting to drop off a little bit. He only hit 11 home runs in a shortened COVID season, and he only slugged around 414. This season, he's slugging near that level with only five home runs to show for it. Rizzo might be a guy that gets you 20 to 25 home runs this year, but even with that power being lower, he still has to be a top 10 guy. And that's why we have him at number nine. Yeah. As, as a Chicagoan, you're never going to let Anthony Rizzo walk and you no, want him to spend can't. his entire career with the Cubs and, and he's he a will. lifer. He's a lifer. And it, it, it's really cool to like say that about somebody now that it they're is. a lifer. And Anthony Rizzo totally is that lifer. While the production is dropping, he's still Anthony Rizzo, man. He's still so enjoyable. And the thing with Anthony Rizzo is, I mean, with Chris Bryant as well, they're one of the few Cubs in history with a ring. Yeah. Holy shit, Like They're one of the few Cubs in history with a ring. I mean, he'll go down in Cubs lore forever. He's definitely a lifer. I would not let him walk. Do you retire 44? You need to see a little bit more, I think. Ah, You retire 44 before you retire 17 or Baez is 9. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you retire the number? He won a ring. I know he did. And he was like the captain. Now you're making me think. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. The eighth best first baseman in baseball, and hate this all you want because I'm going to hate delivering this is the Astros' Yuli Gurriel. I really don't like the guy at all. Um, I don't want him to be a top 10 first baseman. But he leads all first basemen in hits. 
the dude's hitting 310, and he's got more walks than strikeouts. He's 37 years old. His hard hit rate is the highest it's been since 2017. You remember the 2017 Astros? So this might be the Ooh, first. I remember the 2017 Astros. So this might be the first true time. This might be his true career high in hard hit rate. He had a 49% hard hit rate in 2017. That's cheating. He has a 43% hard hit rate now. And if they actually did get their slap on the wrist and they're not going to do it again, then he's not cheating anymore. Guy's got the highest OPS plus of his career at 148 at this point too. God, I hate singing that guy's praises, but like, I guess he deserves it right now. He's a top 10 first baseman in baseball. Craziest part about Yuli Gurriel. I mean, he's raking, but that he's 37. If you ask me how old Yuli Gurriel is 32? without looking it up, you might say 31, 32, <laughs> but he's 37 and he's hitting the best that he ever has. Is he cheating? <laughs> like, right. Like I, I, I don't like Yuli Gurriel, but like he's too good to be ignored with this list. We are not an Astros pod. We do not no, like that. We're not an Astros. We're out on them. They're the only team that we're really not going to sing praise for. Pretty much. Yeah. We do like a lot of teams. We just sing praise about the Brewers all the time. And, all the, yeah. <laughs> we, and like the the <laughs> we like the little guy. We like the little guy. Also, how about the quick conversation that we had in the text thread today? Um, one of our like analytics guys, Colby Olson, said that Eduardo Rodriguez is on the same playing field as John Means. It's insane. And the thing with Colby is Colby is so smart and actually helped me with some of the stats here, which we'll break into later, like expected weighted on base percentage, stuff like that. So he is such a smart mind, but he's a Red Sox fan. And you can tell and the Red Sox bias comes out. And that's what's great is that there's so many smart people in our chat that are writers but you know who their favorite team is, and they'll ditch all the numbers for the rest of the team yeah. for their team, which is which is pretty hilarious to, to, to listen to. Totally. So let's get into the seventh best first baseman in baseball. It is Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. The Trey Mancini story makes me instinctively root for the man as he battled back from stage three colon cancer and is... No doubt about it, a top 10 first baseman in baseball. Mancini does everything right at the plate. He's second in the position at RBIs. He's got double-digit home runs. He gets on base at a high clip. And he's also rocking the lowest strikeout percentage of his entire career up to this point. He hits the ball really hard, and he hits the ball to all fields. He has a fantastic approach at the plate. Almost even percentages to left field, to center field, and to right field. Less than a year ago, Mancini was doing chemotherapy sessions, and now he might be an all-star for the Orioles in 2021. I love Trey Mancini, and I'm just so happy that he's playing so well, even though he's in the same division as my Yankees when he comes to the plate. He's becoming one of my favorite players. I just, I love the guy. I'm so excited for Trey Mancini, man. Like this is, it's just perfect. It's, it's so poetic. poetic. It is. We just said that at the same time. It's seriously poetic. I mean, how can you not get romantic about baseball? I I don't know. And, and Mancini, you know, I, I hope the Orioles do the right thing and trade him at the deadline. (laughs) Um, 
It's just kind of hilarious to say, do the right thing by sending them off to an actual good team. Yeah, but Baltimore's a hellhole, man. Like, I'm not talking about Baltimore, Maryland. I love Baltimore, Maryland. But that Orioles system, yeah, that that system is just like, that organization is never really going to get to the top. And I want to see Mancini at the top. I want to see him somewhere where he can really contend and play meaningful baseball. Because when Trey Mancini is playing meaningful baseball, he's going to rise to the occasion because he's been to hell and back. And Trey Mancini also, similar to Jared Walsh and similar to Paven Smith, plays a little bit of outfield too. Not as much as them. He plays more first base. But yep. he's still, I mean, he if you need him to go play outfield, he's not just one of these big old first basemen that you just stick there DH. He's he's really athletic and can play the outfield. Really good arm out there too. What's not to like about Trey Mancini? I don't know. And I'm kind of hard pressed to find something not to like about the sixth best first baseman in baseball too. And this is another athletic guy, more of a true first baseman than Mancini, but Matt Olson is so fun to watch. And he has been since he was 21 years old with the Oakland A's. Like I mentioned with Hoskins, Matt Olson is one of two guys along with Hoskins, double digit homers, double digit doubles. He's one of three first basemen with an OPS over 900 at this point with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And Max Muncie who might be the two hottest hitters in baseball right now. And keep in mind, Matt Olson has won two gold gloves in his career. Defense is not dead. And this guy makes the perfect corner infield tandem with Matt Chapman. I mean, that's a really exciting duo in Oakland. I love Matt Olson. I've been on the Matt Olson train for a while now. And Matt Olson went two for four today for the A's, but he popped out in the ninth inning when we needed a run to win. But I'll give him a pass on there because he has been so fantastic this season. He's so slick at first. He's so just good. so smooth. He's like uh, he reminds me a lot of Rizzo. Very similar feelers, but I think Matt Olson might even be better. Yeah, I think Olson's a little bit more athletic than Rizzo yeah, is. I think that's where it is, and also Olson's younger, yeah. um, but kind of similar in that same right. Not not similar hitting, but I because Matt Olson strikes out. Also, Matt Olson strikes out. He's also super handsome. Very handsome. Very. We handsome. talked. <laughs> we talked about tyler glasnow another really handsome dude in matt olsen which matters it totally matters (laughs) i mean matt olsen is is gonna sell some jerseys he's pretty hot the fifth best first baseman in baseball is vladdy guerrero jr of the toronto blue jays what doesn't vladdy do he dropped 40 pounds this offseason and is looking like a muscle hamster He's first in war among hitters, even with a negative defensive war. That's how good of a hitter he's been this season. And which also puts him first out of every single hitter in baseball in WRC plus. He has the second hardest hit ball all year at 117.4 miles an hour. And he's third in average exit velocity out of all qualified hitters. Vladdy is not just a power guy. He has elite, elite plate discipline. He walks as much as he strikes out as well. He has a 14% strikeout rate and around a 14% walk rate. He's first in batting average. He's second in on-base percentage. He's first in slugging. He's first in home runs at the position. My preseason pick of plus 1,400 to win MVP is looking damn good right now. And Vladdy is just the unstoppable force in the box. And I have to say this. He was born in March of 1999. He's just 22 years old. This sky isn't even the limit for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 
And some people might think that we even ranked him a little bit too low, but we just need to see a little bit more. We're projecting him to be fantastic, but let's see just a little bit more before we can rank him above the four guys we have on this list. Yeah, and it, to be totally honest, Vladdy can be top two by the end of the year. If, he probably if he, will be. Right. If he puts this together for an entire season and maybe even the first couple of months of next season, like the case is totally there to be made that he's the best first baseman in baseball. And, I totally agree. Right. And the bat sucks. Or no, sorry. The glove sucks. The bat is like unbelievable. Glove, glove sucks. Best thing to happen to Vladdy is the Blue Jays abandoning this third base experiment with him. I think and, so too. And drafting Austin Martin, knowing that somebody's going to move over to third, whether it's Biggio or Martin and you know, you've got the other at second base. Yeah. Vladdy being at first base is perfect. And it, it feels like the game works at about two miles an hour for Vladdy Jr. when he's in the box. I mean, things go so slowly. And this is a creative player. Like, he is he's stupid offensively. Similar to Tatis, he is one of the most fun players to watch hit because he's just – Built a little different. He hits the ball so hard every single time. I know he's third in average exit velocity. I thought he'd be first by a long shot. I mean, you got Stanton and Judge and, and those enormous boppers. But Vladdy is so scary if you're an opposing pitcher because at 22, he's hitting the ball just as hard as anybody in baseball. And even his outs are loud. Yeah, He makes loud outs, and that's why you got to love Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Another guy that makes loud outs and hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I know this is going to be the one that gets a lot of hate and, and people are going to say that, oh, he's not a, he's not even a top 10 first baseman right now, but the fourth best first baseman in baseball is Paul Goldschmidt and Goldie. I understand that he's at a career low in batting average and OPS, but, 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 but he's also at a career low in BABIP which is a good thing for him. And he's at a career high in hard hit rate. So he is probably one of the most unlucky guys in the league to this point. And he's still near the top of the position in hits. His team will be a legitimate postseason contender when some breaks go his way. And at the end of the day, this guy has six all-star selections. He's got four silver sluggers. He's got three gold gloves and he's got three top three NL MVP finishes. He's amazing. He's one of the greatest first basemen that we've seen since the turn of the millennium. And Goldie is going to figure it out. And the ball is going to start to hit the grass. I promise. I agree. I'm not worried about him in the slightest. And and right now, yeah. I mean, he's hitting around 250. He's just not slugging that much. Um, and his walk rate is only at 8%. He's striking out 23% of the time. So it's not the best start to the season for Goldie. But this is a guy who was amazing in Arizona. He's going to be fantastic this year. He's going to pick it up. We know this. So I'm not worried at all about Goldie. And I think if you have Goldschmidt outside of your top five, it's just not that good of a list. So you have to put him four. People are not going to be happy that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is ranked behind Paul Goldschmidt. But because of that track record, we have to look at that a little bit. And he's just been there every year, like you said, multiple-time All-Star and what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. doesn't have is the glove. On the other side, Paul Goldschmidt is one of the best gloves at first, Great. which isn't as important at first base, but it's still it's still important and it still matters. Goldschmidt is a stud, no doubt about it. Totally.
So let's get into the third best first baseman in baseball. It's Max Muncy of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Max Muncy is starting to put together an MVP case of his own for the Dodgers and is looking like the best hitter on the entire team at the moment. He's fourth in WRC+. He's second in expected weighted on-base average. He's second in home runs, and he's second in war at the position. He has the highest walk rate at the position as well. He's walking 20% of the time. Only seven players have done that over a full season since 2010, and Muncy has a great shot of being in that conversation. Those seven players, 2011 Jose Batista, 2015 Joey Votto, 2016 Matt Joyce, of all people, still counts, 2018 Mike Trout, 2020 Bryce Harper, 2021 Soto, and possibly 2021 Max Muncy. And it's not just the bat. Max Muncy is an elite fielder. He leads the position in defensive runs saved, and he has two outs above average. I think we can all call his 2020 season where he hit under 200 an absolute fluke because Muncy does every single thing that you'd want from your first baseman, and that's why he's definitely the third third best first baseman in baseball. You know, when when I was on the TikTok live yesterday, I got a, a couple of questions in there, like who impressed the most in the month of May? And, you know, I guess the answer has to be Adoles Garcia, but Max Muncy is not far behind him. I mean, Muncy kicked ass in May. So he's going to be uh, he's going to be really exciting to watch. And I think that these types of numbers for him can stay around. He's always kind of struck me as that 30 homer, 100 RBI guy. And, and he gets on base like crazy. And and to the point of, of the Dodgers right now, who don't look like the absolute juggernaut that we might have thought they would, I still think they're going to win the World Series. But with a team with Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, even guys like Chris Taylor, Will, we talked about Will Smith, second best catcher in baseball. Max Mun- Justin Turner, how am I forgetting yeah. him? Max Muncy is the best hitter on the team right now. He's not the best player, and he probably won't be by the end of the season. You know, you got Mookie Betts, and you got all those MVPs. But Max Muncy, don't sleep. Don't sleep. One of the guys, and we're at two now, it kind of same deal with Muncy on the Dodgers. One of the guys that just flies under the radar because there are so many more exciting players everywhere else around the ballpark. There might not be a better player. On this team, the second best first baseman in all of Major League Baseball is the Chicago White Sox, Jose Abreu. And here's what I want to make abundantly clear about Abreu his game is not flashy at all. He is a very boring baseball player, which makes his MVP in 2020 that much more special. When you play a boring brand of baseball, you have to overcompensate with production to get the recognition that he did. You have to eliminate every single doubter with your numbers and with wins for your team. So he goes out and he leads the American League in hits, RBIs, slugging, total bases. He hit 317 with 19 home runs in 60 games. He's leading the league in RBIs in 2021. And his team might be the best in the AL. He's not going to go viral. He's not going to get the million views on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok with anything he does. But he's more solid in what he does than anybody in the game of baseball every single night. Jose Abreu, boring as hell, but oh my God, is he an elite baseball player. 
A hundred percent. And people are going to say, I know the advanced, advanced numbers may not be the best with Jose Abreu, um, but he's still getting on base at a 360 clip. He's in 270. He's got 514 slugging. Um, only thing with Abreu, strikes out a little bit. But then again, 25% strikeout rate. So does everybody. So I think we have to readjust how we view strikeout percentages because 25% a couple of years ago would be, oh my God, he's striking out way more than everybody. But now it's average. So right. he's not striking out nearly as much as like we might think he is. But so that's where I'm at on Jose Abreu. I love him. MVP last year. I know short COVID season, but he's putting up, you know, he's going to be really good again this year. And I think he's definitely the second best first baseman in baseball. But the number one first baseman in baseball, there is no debate. It is Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves. I get it. He's struggling a little bit to start the season, just in the batting average department. But in 2020, in his MVP season, he walked more than he struck out, 55 walks and 37 strikeouts, and set career highs in average 341, on base percentage 462, slugging 640, and a WRC plus of 187. Holy shit, he was good. Freddie Freeman is now sixth in expected weighted on base average. Huge difference between the WOBA of 357 and the expected WOBA of 411. He is set up for a huge summer. I promise he's eighth in walk rate at the position even though his batting average is a little bit down he's still getting on base and he's still hitting for power with 12 home runs and I really just do think that the batting average is going to climb back up to that 285 mark and like I said there is just no debate but we I've talked a little bit about expected weighted on base average and here's the definition it's on baseball savant I'm just going to read it for you Expected weighted on-base average is formulated using exit velocity, launch angle, and on certain types of batted balls, sprint speed. So it, 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 you know, it's based on the quality of your contact rather than, I guess, the physical outcome. Yeah. So it's not the end-all, be-all, but it is a very interesting way to project these guys going into the future. Like we said, we're not the deepest analytics guys. We know the numbers and we take a look at them, but we'd rather talk about home runs because they're just a little bit more fun than expected weighted on base average. But it is important to point to those things as guys like Freddie Freeman are going to be totally fine. Yeah, so I, I think I mentioned on a previous episode on this podcast when Ian Happ was really struggling in April, um, something that he kind of took comfort in was seeing a high ex-WOBA for himself. Yeah. And, you know, those numbers are there when you need that pick me up. Yeah. I, I really only use them for that. I, I'm yeah. never going to point to X Woba and say like, Oh, th- this guy's legit. Um, just because I, you know, I'm a results thinker. I, I want to see, I want to see the runs driven in. I want to see the OPS, you know, I, I want to see what balls are hitting, hitting the turf and where. Um, cause you and I, we kind of think a little bit old school too, with, with our approach. Cause we also watch so much baseball so we formulate a lot of these lists based on what we're seeing, and then we can see if the advanced stats back it up. The eye test should never die. and It can't I, die. It, it, it's, can't it die. has to be there. The numbers will never win you a World Series. The numbers might get you to the playoffs, but they're never going to win you a World Series. You need some eye test, and you need to see this guy shows up when it matters. The numbers, exactly. you know, sometimes 
the numbers say, yes, Tatis is the best shortstop in baseball. Other times they don't. But yeah. if you're starting a team right now and you're taking one player, ITES is going to tell you Nando is probably number two behind Mike Trout. And, you know, I, wow, what a take. I, I don't know if I'm going there yet. Who, who else yet. are you going with? Acuna, Soto, Betts? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I think it's, it's still them. And then I would still take DeGrom. I mean, if you're putting hitters and pitchers in the same conversation. I need somebody every day. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. It's, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, Tatis is right there. Tatis 22, is 22 what a years old. I, I think you know who might be in that conversation soon? Vladdy. Vladdy. And Freeman is up there too. Freeman yeah. has always just been such a good hitter. He's so scary. And he's yeah. a guy who can hit 300 easily. But his career average is 285. But past couple of seasons, he's been a 340 hitter. Yeah, he's fantastic. Don't put much stock into the batting average. We do talk about batting average a lot, and we both know that it's an important stat. But right now, when you look a little bit deeper, 240 does not seem like somewhere he's going to stay. Yeah. My two seconds on Freddie Freeman, he's the gold standard. Yes. He is number one. 100%. You are correct. All right, man. This was another just good one. This was a good list. I, this I like this one. list. We're going to get so much hate, but I like this list. And we're, you can see it on TikTok, on Instagram, at Just Baseball Fans. And go follow our Twitter. I'm at PeterApple23. That's at Jack underscore McMullen11. You know, I'm, I'm, I still am just not good at Twitter. So I know I say this every time I say go follow my Twitter, and then I'm not that good at Twitter, but I'm going to say it again because I'm not that good at Twitter. Yeah, you, you need a following to, uh, to realize that you need a following to get good at it just because yeah. you see what good Twitter is. Because nobody even comments on any of my things. So I don't even know if people like it. Right. <laughs> I'm just talking to myself. I'll just say, oh, and also we haven't even another point to end, kind of end the episode. The Yankees got swept by the Tigers. Oh, yeah. And they lead the league in double plays at 52. You know how many home runs they have? 61. This team is the king of leaving runners on base and scoring one or two runs a game. You know, in the last 12 games, nine of those games, they've scored two or less runs. You know, in the last time that happened, Jack, 1971. So their offense is so anemic right now that it's going all the way back to the 70s. I hate watching the Yankees. I don't know if I've told you that before. Like they wait for two, three run homers a night. And it's so annoying. It's so annoying. And we were just talking them up. They were just 17 and five in May. This is the streakiest team I've ever seen. They go from unstoppable to just a triple A team in a matter of seconds. They got swept by the Detroit Tigers after sweeping the White Sox. What's going on? Hey, you're a true Yankee fan. You hate them when they're bad, and you love them. When I hate they're good. them when they're bad. And I love them when they're good. I and I'm that. battling. I'm battling internal emotions on this team. I, I don't know how to judge them. I don't know what to think. No complaints but, here with my White Sox. Let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when the White Sox get back Aloy and they get back Luis Robert, they're they're just better, and it sucks, but they are. And the A's are really good too, even though the A's screwed me today. Yeah. And the Rays are better. The Rays are so, so good. And they're about to get Wander to come up. Who could be like an all-star? He won't be an all-star because he won't have enough time. But they're just about to get another great bat. The Yankees are, you can make the argument, the Yankees are the fourth best team in that division. Probably not. 
They're not. Shit, they'll probably I guess lose you second. Could. And they'll probably make a wild card team and they'll get bounced again. They'll probably win the wild card game and then get bounced in the first round. That's probably what's going to happen. Oh, man. The Even more... though I just picked them, I think, last episode to make the World Series. The more I, God, the more I think about it, the Yankees might be the fourth best team in that division. Holy shit. I don't believe in the Red Sox rotation. But then again, the Yankees rotation isn't any better anyway. I mean, besides yeah. Cole, and then when the Red Sox get sail back, what? Jameson Tyon. I mean, with Kluber out, Sevy coming back. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's not fun to watch them. I tell you what, you can let it out uh, via text. We don't have to bore these people, and we can sure. uh, we can come back with a conclusion on Friday. That sounds fantastic. Good. All right, another good episode. This was Top Ten First Baseman. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will talk to you on Friday. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.